You want bars? Yeah, I oh, want bars. Oh, you want bars? Yeah, let's see it. Hold your brew with the Brew Live crew. Coming at you with the other two. We are the X Factor Pod. I got the bod. And uh, John Rennie is of the submarine squad. His name is Studio Boy. He likes to play coy. Pickup truck he drives is a toy. <laughs> I used to be a poet. I didn't even know it. Welcome, everybody, to the X Factor Podcast. Uh, young Bruzy here. Uh, bruh Millionaire. I go by a lot of different aliases today. Uh, B Money, the notorious BRU, uh, Brew Chains, and uh, as John Rennie likes to call me, uh, the B Unit. So this is the X Factor Podcast. Uh, we are we're all blinged out here today. Uh, myself and uh, Young Ruzi. Young Ruzi. Young Ruzi, my co-pilot here today. And uh, what are we talking about? We are talking about, um, oh, forgot. What? Parker, this is episode number. And um, he didn't bother to tell me again, yet again, dropping that noise. You hear Parker down there dropping the ball on this podcast, our crack producer, a young Amish one, didn't tell me the number of the episode before the show, but we're talking X Factor technology. Uh, I, I'm blinged out with a lot of technology today. Uh, I've even got my kicks on. Ooh, got those Pumas on. Look at those. Yeah, my uh, velour tracksuit. And um, yeah, this is a good look for me, isn't it, JR? It is a good look. Uh, it, it reminds me of our Run uh, DMC episode. Um, and uh, yeah, it's perfect. I like uh, I like young Ruzi. He's, uh, he's good. She's good. It's a she. It's a she. She's got a Joey too, huh? She's got a squash and made a papoose. She's, uh, she's blinged out. Yeah. Um, so we're talking X-Factor technology today. I want to remind everybody that... Uh, Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by. It's brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. BottomGunCoffee.com. Check it out. Go there. It's great. Yes. Ahab's Revenge. Uh, I give it five stars. Uh, I give it six stars on a scale of zero to five. How's that? That's good. So, um, yeah, X Factor Technology. And, you know, first I thought my. Uh, Outstanding co-host, the moral compass of the show, yes. uh, Jr. As I yes. like to call him, young um, Jr. Old Jr. J just Jr. All right, not Jr. from Dallas. Jr. is in John Rennie. Jr. from yes. Dallas got shot. He did. We don't want that for you. So I don't um, believe <laughs> at first I thought Jr. was going to talk about his invention, uh, shameless self-promotion for peak demand. His company. <laughs> he is. Uh, He's not just the captain of this pirate ship, folks. He's the captain of that which is known as Peak Demand. Um, and he threw me a curveball and is actually not going to shamelessly self-promote his creation and invention. But now I'm going to, he doesn't know I'm doing this. I'm putting him on the spot to just kind of prep the audience for X-Factor technology. I want you to tell us about your invention at Peak Demand, John. So... No yeah, so I'm not only just the, the good-looking CEO of Peak Demand, I'm actually uh, an engineer and designer and inventor as well. So, yeah, we have uh, 
we had developed a way to, uh, it's a product called a fuse cutout. And if you don't know what a fuse cutout is, you've probably seen hundreds of them on your way home from work every day. They're up on a pole and they're used to protect distribution transformers up on the poles. And uh, one of the problems with these little devices is that when they blow, when the fuse blows, the poor guys, the linemen have to go try to find them in storms. So we developed a simple way when that fuse blows, it opens up and it reveals a red reflective sticker that you can see from a spotlight on a lineman's truck. They can see it very quickly, find it and uh, get the power restored quickly. So it's like um, the equivalent of sending out, you know, a, uh, a signal flare with a flare gun if you're a ship lost at sea. It's a bit like that. Yeah. So the linemen, uh, you know, we, we work with, with electrical linemen to help develop the product. And, uh, and, and it's kind of, we're selling it around the country and a lot of the linemen now call it the overtime killer because it helps them find and restore power quickly and they lose out on their overtime. So it's uh, both good and bad, I guess. You, um, you made probably a lot of their company's leadership teams very happy with that. Yeah. And simultaneously, um, the boots on the ground. So the generals are happy. The lieutenants are not, is what you're telling me. Right. So what I just encourage linemen around the country, if you got one of those things and you actually can find the outage quickly, just, you know, take your time, get it fixed, keep your overtime, and then uh, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. And if you uh, own one of those companies or manage one, you didn't just hear that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 But so John, it's yeah, just a way to get, find things quicker. And it's uh, it's funny because that product's been around for 40 years and no one's really made any advancement in it. So we were the first one to do it in 40 years. Kind of neat. So, yeah, that's what inventions Innovators, are. game changers. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And where can people find more information uh, about your company, John? Peakdemand.com. Peakdemand.com. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. You did put me on the spot there, young Bruzy. I didn't expect that. Hey, I, they don't call me the dangling participle for nothing. You know? Right. Studio That's, boy, how are you down there in the lower great. square? Doing, doing great. Just chilling on my own little island down here. You got the headphones on. You're, you're yeah. looking like a, like a pilot there. Or a gamer, one of the two. Yeah, no, I need. He's to... young enough to be on Epstein's Island, but we won't go there. So, um, John, X Factor Technology. Yes. Now that we know that you are uh, an inventor of sorts, um, let let's talk about the subject matter at hand today. Yes. You're you're bringing an idea to the table. Yes. Young Ruzi and I are bringing an idea to the table. Yes. Um, who's going to go first? Oh, well, I don't know. We should, didn't should we shoot for it? Rock, scissors, paper? Yeah, I say rock, right. paper, scissors. No, it's right. rock, scissors, paper, not rock, paper. Wait, what? Okay. Paper, scissors, rock. Wait, I thought it was rock, paper, scissors. Rochambeau. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready, John? All right. That's it. One. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, uh, you go first. I get to choose who goes first. Ah, okay. Oh, right. so it's me. No, you never go first. You never go <laughs> at all. Studio boy. <laughs> Silence. Silencio. 
just keep your keep your eye on the audio levels, monitor the controls there, and uh, you know small Amish children should be seen, not heard. So you're lucky we just keep you on the bottom square. Somebody mute him, John. Yeah, I will. So the the person, um, you're like a man after this, modeled after this guy, John. I I, I firmly believe that this is knowing what I now know about you. Yes. Your invention at peak demand. Yes. And the fact that you are not just a CEO, you're a retired naval officer and nuclear sub, you're an engineer, uh, you're a man um, who can move in any crowd. You're a man of all seasons, yes. John Rennie. Except winter. And you winter. remind me an awful lot of the, uh, the X Factor inventor of the technology I'm going to share with you today, Ooh. folks. All right. Um, you know, I could, I could say, this guy was an author too, by the way. Okay. I could say that the X Factor technology was uh, the early version of the typewriter, which he invented, or perhaps the matchbox that lit on the inside. Oh. Or instant tea, uh, burn treatment gloves. Or perhaps the uh, rubber bristled toothbrush. Mm. But no, if I wanted to dig a little deeper on on this inventor, I could say it was a cane with a hidden compartment for bus fare, which I'm confident was the predecessor of the cane that Evil Knievel used to carry around that was completely hollowed out and served as a flask. Mm. Uh, I might say this X-Factor technology was a postage canceling device. But no, uh, that is not, none of those are the invention or the technology which Dr. Samuel Francis is most famous for. Are you familiar, any of you, with Dr. Samuel Francis? I do don't, not know the name, actually. Don't call me Francis. Yeah, don't call, yeah. Lighten that was a movie Francis. quote, Parker, that you also won't get. Lighten up, Francis. Up. You don't know Dr. Up. Samuel Francis. I do not know Dr. Samuel Francis. What did he do that was X factor in terms of an invention? Uh, well, in 1874, uh, he had a patented invention. But we are going to uh, backtrack a little ways before that. I told you his name is Dr. Samuel Francis, and he is, in fact, an MD. He spent the first two years of his medical career treating soldiers during the civil war fun little known fact about dr francis he primarily was a uh, he was sort of a specialist before there were really specialists you know right. you're usually a generalist if you were a, a doctor you know on the front lines in civil war he uh treated primarily head wounds and uh stomach head and stomach injuries and he also helped with like skin disease that happened um he later organized a sanitary protection association, hmm. uh, which was the predecessor to the uh, Board of Health in New York City. So uh, he was kind of an eccentric genius. And his most famous invention was the spork. The spork? The spork. You heard it right. Now, a lot of you are probably thinking, because I know we have millions, well, hundreds of thousands of listeners, uh, thousands of listeners, uh, 
Okay, the 10 of you who are listening are probably thinking, no, Taco Bell invented the spork, or maybe it was Boston Market or the folks at KFC invented the spork. No, 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 no. No? No. This dates back to 1874. Wow. Dr. Samuel Francis invented the spork. Did you not? How about that? Of all the things he invented, the typewriter, instant tea, rubber bristle toothbrush, all of these like revolutionary things. And he treated injured soldiers on the front line in the Civil War. He is most famous for the freaking spork. But why why isn't he like why didn't we name it like the 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 Samuel Francis eating device or something? I mean, why, I feel bad that his name has been lost to history. I mean, he invented the the greatest utensil ever invented and yet he doesn't get the credit for it. And you know, it's interesting because this isn't the only combination invention that he came up with. Okay. Uh, at about the same time, he invented something called the triplex. Okay, what's that? Cliff Clavern spouting all of these obscure facts at you. The triplex is a pill that mashed up three different homeopathic laxative remedies in one. The triplex, the predecessor to X-lax, the triplex. So um, here's the interesting thing. I think the reason why it it was not called the, uh, the Francis utensil or something like that uh, was simply because he's been known for um, like these fusion sort of creations. Okay. And um, but really, I think it's probably just white privilege. Wait, what? So wait. yeah, I just think it's white privilege. Because the sporks are usually white. How is that? How does white privilege? No, no. no. Uh, he was born into New York high society. His father was a doctor. Of course. You know. Uh, his father was also an inventor. Uh-huh. He used to travel in uh, circles with like brokers, you know, in the mid 1800s. And um, his dad is famous for being not just an MD, but a member of, you know, early New York City's sort of upper crust. Ooh. Yep. I take that back. His father's the one that invented the laxative uh, triple X thing. Um, so it was in his DNA. It was in his blood to be a creator and inventor. But uh, he attended Columbia University oh, yeah. and NYU Medical School and traveled in New York City's most elite social circles. Wow. So he now, was. Here's why you'll love him, John. This man is, if he wasn't already near and dear to your heart for inventing the, uh, you know, the, the utensil that you use to, to make gains with outside of the weight room. Um, he, uh, is a great humanitarian too. And he loved nature and animals. He donated in 1864, 10 years before he invented the spork. Spork. Yeah. He donated a snowy owl to central park. Did he really? He really did. Oh, I like him already. Yeah. What episode number was that? If people wanted to tune into, uh, X factor animals episode seven, you can go back to, yeah, let me check and make sure. I believe that is the one. Yep. 
Well, it's funny you mentioned that actually. I have somebody on Twitter just posted a picture of what it looks like uh, a snowy owl in the middle of the night up in Canada had, had dove down and actually got one of those lemmings. We were talking about lemmings. They eat lemmings. X Factor uh, Animals is episode nine. Oh. Parker's having trouble counting with his fingers. Yep. And it's, um, it's it's quite quite an amazing photo of what it looks like when an owl does that, and it's just that's it, sweet. It was just like the wings in the snow and a big hole where it dug out this uh, thing. So I still believe the snowy owl is my X factor animal. I, I well, mine is right here, young Rusey the kangaroo. The, yeah, yeah, the young um, Rusey right there. Exactly. Uh, so the reason I like. Dr. Samuel Francis so much is, you know, in these many respects, he's a man after your own heart. Um, yes. and, and, you know, you're an old soul, John, you were uh, a man probably born, you know, um, after his time. Uh, the reason I am fascinated by him is because he seems to have, he seems to be a bit of a squirrel on crack, as you would say. Yes. Or as I would say, he's got that entrepreneurial ADD. He yes. is a very successful doctor. He uh, served in the military in the Civil War and uh, invented things like burn treatment gloves. He was using his medical degree uh, to also be entrepreneurial and be a creator and inventor, but that wasn't enough. You know, he had to, uh, he really had to explore different things. And, you know, like all entrepreneurs, he's a little kooky too. Yep. There's some quirks to him. Um, and this is where his stock might drop for some of you. He actually thought God made mosquitoes in order to chase humans away from various places. Oh, but he well, legit like, like Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if, if, if he could have sold people on that idea, Florida man right now wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, there's probably some truth to that, actually. It was really, uh, the mosquito was created by God for the purpose of driving man from malarial districts. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's some he's truth also to an author, too. He wrote okay. memoirs, biographies, and books about his theories on the world. Um, he dabbled in novels. Uh, he wrote a book called Inside Out, No Relation to the Pixar Movie, sorry, A History of Water. A short story about Christmas and a novel called Life and Death. And sadly, he did all these things and then he died never knowing that the spork would become as insanely popular as it is and basically be an element of, I believe the spork is an element of pop culture. Oh, it's, 100%. Uh, it's taken 100%. on a life of its own, but it's also very utilitarian. You know, like, like I'm all about simplifying my life. Right. And if I could convince my family to get rid of all of our uh, spoons and forks yeah. and just have sporks, it'd be one less thing to clutter up our silverware drawer. Absolutely. Like I am all about utilitarian stuff and kind of paring things down. So yeah, it's just one too many utensils. Like what do people take camping? Yeah. Sporks. That's the, thing. the guys that are hikers, you know, they'll, they'll bring a spork. They don't bring yep. a, in a fork because they got to keep their weight down because they're carrying everything on their back right so yeah the spork is a very popular for campers yeah there's even an article i was just looking at the the we test the six best sporks and declare winners and one loser apparently you can make a loser version of a spork his wasn't you know what his spork also did what it do one edge of it 
probably for right-handed people, served as a knife too. Sharpened down. Yep. The patent says that it could also serve as a knife, um, technically making it a spore knife or a spork, but no one knows it as that. Right. It's the most utilitarian thing on the planet, in my humble but highly accurate opinion. And he was a medical doctor, is that right? Correct. Like the first lady? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. It's his greatest legacy. He never knew it. Yeah. But in 1951, a guy named Hyde W. Ballard trademarked the term spork. Wait, some other dude just shows up and he's like, you know what? We're going to call this a spork. Yeah. And he he trademarked didn't invent it, but he trademarked the term, mm. which in 1950, like that's like 2020, 2021 type shit. That's like not 1951 type shit. Yeah. To yeah. just swoop in on yeah. social media and take credit for something someone else created is very, very today. It's yeah. not very 1950, um, which I think is sad. I think it's really tragic. Terrible. Terrible. Yep. The spork should always be, be uh, we should all, in fact, you know what? I'm just going to call it the Francis from now on. Whenever I see it, that's a Francis. Absolutely. Um, he died in 1886 in his summer home in Newport, Rhode Island. His oh, obituary really was. was in New York. You see what I'm saying? White privilege now? He's totally white privilege. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his, his obituary was in the New York Times. Of course. And yeah, uh, the Times even covered his funeral. Wow. Wow. Well, but white privilege gave us the spork. So, yep. Interesting. And, Very interesting. And, and here's the interesting thing as white privilege as that is, uh, he was a man of all people and um, he won all hearts. I got this from a Vox.com article. Um, Newport's African American inhabitants held a special meeting to commemorate and celebrate his life and service to their community, to their part of the Newport community. So he really was a man of the people of all people at a time when segregation was a very, very real thing. Um, his last words were, my work is finished. Let no unkind words be spoken of me. Goodbye. Really? So he dropped the mic. Dropped the mic, walked off. So with that in mind. That's amazing. With that in mind, to commemorate and celebrate his life. Yes. um, Young Ruzi and I are going to have a sip of whiskey in Samuel Francis's honor for inventing the Francis. The Francis. Here's to the Francis. It will hereby be known on this show as the Francis, not the Spork. I agree. So you know how we have our own uh, vocab and nomen nomenclature, yes, so to speak. Stay up there, Ruby, uh, Ruzi, be an athlete. Um, I think it's that the, uh, too many chains. Know, of, there's too many chains on Young Ruzi. <laughs> the chains are weighing Ruzi down. So uh, Ruzi, he's leaning a little drink. to the left. He's like our first lady. Need a drink, Ruzi. Um, so we have the buoy. Yep. Sam Bowie syndrome. Yep. 
not quite X Factor. You're, right. you're like second best. We have our own vocab with yeah. P1, P2, P3. Check your yeah. penis. Check your penis. Uh, from now on, if something is an invention that the inventor doesn't get credit for and should. Yep. Like the spork, the floby, the, yes. uh, the slap chop. Yep. Any of these TV infomercial things, we're just going to refer to it as a Francis. It's a Francis. Yeah. A Francis. Yep. So with that well, in mind. Here's to Francis. Here's to Francis. Uh, we are still looking for a bourbon sponsor on the pod. Um, so if you are a bourbon company that rhymes with or sounds like um, Lakers Lark, there's no free shout outs, um, you should reach out to us because we would like to highlight and showcase your product on a weekly basis. Absolutely. So, uh, young Rusey, young Bruzy, Rusey, cheers. Cheers. In honor of Samuel, Dr. Samuel Francis is delicious. That is, uh, how do you like that? 101. Mark, is it good? It's good stuff. Nice. Here's, here's a movie quote for you. It tastes so good when it hits your lips. Parker doesn't know know that that one one either. I don't know that one either. I don't know know that one, but I feel like I should also take a, take a swig. You've seen this. You had to have seen this movie, Parker. Uh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, Will Ferrell stars in it. We're going streaking. Oh, through the quad. Hold on, I think I do know this movie. I haven't seen old it. School. Old oh, school. Old. Oh yeah, I have school. seen I this. Movie. Remember that? Like they convince yeah. him he's not supposed to be drinking. They convince him to do a uh, a, a beer bong. He's yeah. like, all right, one more, one more, just one more. Oh, it tastes so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> I haven't actually seen that one, Coach. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Just after after Elf, uh, some of Will Ferrell's movies kind of went downhill. What do you got there, young Parker? Got some jack. Well, no free shout-outs. Some back banyals. Nice. <laughs> Rhymes with back Daniels, <laughs> which is better than Daniels back. So, yeah. Rhymes with Dak Janiels. <laughs> but not just any Dak Janiels, right? It's the good stuff. Single barrel select. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yep. Look at that stuff. Nice. Uh, we would be, uh, we'd be fine with that sponsor, too. We it's a festive take... looking bottle, too. Very nice bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would reuse that. I would use it as a decanter of sorts. Yes. Yep. So John, that's my X Factor technology compliments of uh, the Francis, Dr. Samuel Francis. Um, what's yours? You know, it's interesting because I, you it's know, kind of a rough segue. I'm sorry. It was a rough segue. That's all right. But you know, what's interesting is that you talked about a technology that um, has stood the test of time, right? The spork and was it- invented back in. 1874 and is imagine if he got royalties on that too right yeah Yeah. oh yeah think about that he could afford he could afford bling like this yeah absolutely (laughs) so i want to talk about something about technology that's kind of withstood the test of time and and especially in the time that that all this 
stuff is happening these days with uh, with basically sort of internet devices and uh, smartphones and what have you. But I want to talk about not to be confused with internet divisiveness. Right, exactly. Yes. Which is Twitter these days. But you're canceled, I said. Yeah, but the good news is that we're going to cancel everybody on one side of an argument so that there's no more arguments. So I'm looking forward to that day. So yeah. I applied to be a, a fact checker who fact checks the fact checkers. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd vote for you. Dang, that was, I couldn't say that three times fast. Nope. Fact well, you need some 101. You need some uh, Acres Arc. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers Lark. Lakers, Lakers Lark. Lark. Lakers Lark. Yep. So I want to talk about something that you got on your head right now that hat. Bottom gun coffee. Big hat. brain. <laughs> no, Parker has got a headset on that it does not have a wire that I can see. And and the reason it doesn't have a wire because it's PFM, pure freaking magic. And that pure freaking magic is Bluetooth technology. Bluetooth what is what color? Bluetooth. Gotcha. Did you know that Bluetooth has nothing to do with blue or teeth? Now, did you know the toothbrush was invented in Maine? Yes. Yeah, because if it were invented anywhere else, it'd be called the teeth brush. <laughs> so get this. I, I'm just going to let that go. So get this. Did you know, did you know that Bluetooth was, was actually invented or, or, or I guess conceived, the idea was conceived in, in 1994. So it's actually 27 years old, the idea of Bluetooth really and bluetooth um you know that the idea of connecting a device to another device right so it used to be that like we would have rs-232 cables was was attached attached to everything any any sort of computer device want to talk I mean, about rs that? stood for radio shack i i think it did didn't it I mean, I, with it the red and the white ends yeah yeah yep. so um so that's how you connected devices in the past. And so these guys, and it was actually Ericsson, the phone company that was not very successful. Leaf right? Ericsson? Not Leaf Ericsson, but Ericsson, the phone company, Sony Ericsson. And it was just Ericsson. Who is Eric anyway? And why did his son become so famous? Well, the Vikings took over everything. Well, you I said mean, Ericsson developed yeah. the phone company. Well, who was Eric? I don't did know. Did he not get credit for anything? Did his son get all the credit for this? I think so. Eric's son? The Eric guy who conceived it was a Dr. Jap Hartson. It's like two A's in the Jap and two A's in the Hartson. Jap Hartson actually came up with the idea. And it's named after a renowned Viking and king called Harold Bluetooth Gormson. Well, the name like Ericsson, you know there's some Viking going way yeah, back. Exactly. Back, 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 so they back, named back, it after back. a a 10th century Viking king, which is kind of cool. And I didn't know that. And actually the symbol. the hat rack. I know. The symbol, right? Have you ever seen the Bluetooth symbol? You know what I'm talking about there? That's it actually, like this? No, that's a dollar sign, but it's very close to a Bluetooth symbol. This is the, this is the actual symbol for Apple products. <laughs> it is, absolutely. So it's actually called a bind rune, which is an, an extremely rare Viking age inscription. That little device you see on Bluetooth is actually a Viking symbol. No, no kidding. Idea. So here's the cool thing. So back in the year 2000, I was working on a master's degree at Cambridge University and I was touring all of Europe. 
and uh, we were looking at best practices in manufacturing. We went to Bosch in Germany. So you know who Bosch is, right? They make very high-end appliances and devices and whatnot. They make brakes for cars. They make everything they make from a lot of cars things. to dishwashers. Yep. Anything yep. German, German made is, you know, German technology is, it's Bosch is a big brand in it. So we were in their R&D department. They had, we were actually, they had a kitchen set up and they were showing us this new technology called Bluetooth in which the, uh, the toaster, the dishwasher, the refrigerator could all communicate with your phone, your smartphone. So what year? This was in 2000 and, uh, when I was uh, studying for my master's degree. This is like, they were essentially pioneering the internet of things for exactly households. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Now here was my reaction after we, we had the visit and we met them and they talked about this Bluetooth technology, which was just coming out. But the only thing I thought to myself was like, really, do I need to have like a conversation with my toaster on my cell phone? I got enough problems. I don't need my dishwasher saying, you know, hey, um, you know, no one emptied me today. I'm, I'm kind of lonely. I, I don't really need those conversations with my devices, right? Uh, I got enough problems with Siri talking back to me. Exactly. So I was thinking to myself, like, why does anyone need Bluetooth technology? But now when you think about it today in 2021, we are using it every day. Every time I get in my car, I start my car and all of a sudden a podcast comes up because my phone connects with my car and it's, and it's playing podcasts. It's playing audible. It's, it's playing my music. You hear that? It's playing dog barking sound. It's playing effects. dog barks. But, um, you know, Bluetooth is a big part of our lives, right? I mean, it's everything we have is seems to be Bluetooth connected. And it's kind of a remarkable technology that started in 1994. It was actually never got launched until 1999, which was the first Bluetooth headset was ever uh, launched. And it, it won the best, uh, best of show technology award in one of these things called a Comdex, which I guess was some sort of a technology show. What was it what's called? Interesting, it was called Comdex. I don't know what okay. that is. It might be a European technology show, but it won the best to show. But what's interesting is that Bluetooth over the years, it went from Bluetooth 1.0 to 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. And now we actually use uh, what's called Bluetooth 5. And over the years, it is- uh, that's, it's, that's what caused COVID, right? Or no, it's 5G. That's 5G. Oh, that 5G. Sorry. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. What's really interesting that Bluetooth is actually, it's, it's very similar to Wi-Fi, but it's designed to be shorter range and lower power. So it doesn't take the battery life. So that's why you can use it on your phone inside your car and it doesn't really drain the battery life. Whereas Wi-Fi tends to do that more. But what's interesting about all these evolutions of Bluetooth is actually it got better. You know, it, the speeds went up and the distances went up as well. So it's, fun, it's funny that this invention, 27 year old invention- I'm not built for either one, by the way. Speed or distance? Or distance, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a good downhill runner. That's what I've been built for. But what's interesting in is a that this... race with a pregnant woman, the best I think I could hope to finish would be third, John. Aha. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. Please continue. Yeah. So, um, what I like about Bluetooth and why I consider it an X factor technology is because you know it came out 27 years ago and it is it has evolved to be something that we still use today, even though all these other things have come and gone, it's still there. It's still part yeah, of what we do. Think about that. It hasn't been replaced by something else when so much other stuff is like, yeah. I mean, even if you look at the devices that Bluetooth was originally created on in that yeah. ecosystem for like a, like a Motorola phone or Ericsson or whatever, 
So those are long gone. Yes. But Bluetooth remains and it is the conduit through which all these other devices now uh, talk to apps and, uh, you know, appliances and things. It's pretty remarkable because nothing, you know, what do they say? The, uh, the speed of technology and the quantity of information doubles every year or something like that. Right, right. Yet it's still relevant. How many years later? Almost 20 years later. Yeah, it's still relevant. It's really interesting, you know, and I, you know, I've, I'm old enough to have owned various, you know, cars over the years as, you know, as you connected to Bluetooth, the early versions, like the 2010 and 12 cars with Bluetooth, they were terrible. I mean, like it was just, you know, you had to read the owner's manual to figure out how to hook it up to your phone, right? But but now yeah, that's why I had to get rid of my Rolls Royce is the Bluetooth sucked on it. I know I I've had the same problem with mine, and yeah. uh, so but uh, my McLaren shout out to just, Ferrari. Just, I don't have that problem anymore. Right, my McLaren yeah. it just hooked up. I just walked in, it just it it like instantly hooked up, and I super think super intuitive. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I I, I chose Bluetooth because I think it's a technology that has. Uh, evolved in a time when technology is evolving at a rapid pace and it's still relevant today. Yeah. And I think it's very similar to the, uh, the spork. The spork is still relevant today as, as, as it was in the mid 1800s. And I think that's, uh, you know, again, we don't, we don't compare our notes before we have this discussion, but there's two technology that withstood, withstood time, you know, and the question is why, right? What, what's special about that, that, uh, you know, that made these two technologies you know, stand, withstand time. I'd say uh, there's the overlap factor. And what I mean by that with the spork is it's, it's a literally a combination of a spoon and a fork or so people think it's actually a combination of a spoon, a fork and and the edge of a knife on one side when done correctly, according to uh, the Francis's patent. But um, you know, the really interesting thing where it crosses over with the uh, Bluetooth technology is the fact that, you know, Bluetooth is actually what allows two things. Like if the fork were an electronic appliance and the spoon were an electronic appliance, Bluetooth is actually what allows them to merge seamlessly with one another and communicate. There you go. Yeah. So the question is, when you're working on something, your business, you know, what are you doing to merge two ideas together, bring two ideas together, um, you know, get that connectivity, build I mean, look at the, the companies that have built relationships, right? So the, the social media companies have become very profitable and they don't really do anything other than connect people, right? Yep. And You're the customer. So we, yeah, exactly. So we, we are the content creators. They're just, they're just connectors. That's all Bluetooth is. It's a connector. It's not really doing anything. The middle, the middleware or the, the connecting piece is where really where there's sustainability. And if you are going to create something like this, don't be a uh, Hyde Ballard and swoop in, take credit for something and just give yeah. a fancy name to something that already exists. Oh, the spork. Yeah. Yeah. No give credit where credit is due. It's Bring other nice. people along on the ride with you. Absolutely. It's not the spork. It's the Francis. Thank you very much. From now on, it's the Francis. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to give credit where credit is due. <clears throat> and uh, and I'm going to give credit to uh, the great Viking king, Harold Bluetooth Gormson, who was the uh, patron saint of Bluetooth. 
It's a Viking invention. I think it's kind of cool. It's got a Viking. A whole lot of white privilege wrapped up in one episode, folks. It really is. Yeah. The Vikings, what did they do? They were uh, these big, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Caucasians. I don't even know where Caucasia is on a map, but they're these blonde-haired, blue-eyed Caucasians who uh, would rape, plunder, pillage, take people's land, take people's belongings, and just leave a, uh, a path of destruction in their wake. And we're still fascinated with them today. And we named an NFL team after them in Minnesota. Yep. Yep. They should be canceled. Let's put them be. on notice. They should be canceled. It should be the Minnesota football team from now on. Right. Right. Speaking why, of football, how about that uh, Super Why are we Bowl? discriminating against large sodas? What? We're, what? Why are we discriminating against large sodas up there in that state? Why are they just... Uh, oh, I don't know. Why They're is it just about- mini sodas? It just they just are don't we know. fat shaming large sodas? No, it's just big soda. They're against big soda. That's all. The you soda know. industrial complex is uh, not okay. alive and well there. Well, you know, uh, speaking of sports, thinking about football, you know, we had a we had a, a Super Bowl. And I'm sorry, uh, I thought you said speaking of sporks. Speaking of sporks, no, I would I would have said Francis. Uh, okay, speaking. we had a Super Bowl. And the Tampa Bay Patriots did it. Not allowed to say that. What? Super Bowl? Super Bowl. We, yeah, we, I know. We had a superb owl. <laughs> Spelled the same. We just uh, placed the letters and the space a little differently. We had a su- superb owl superb champion. Owl. Yes. It was a, uh, the big game. Yep. Yep. And the GOAT, Tom Brady, got his seventh Super Bowl win that is superb it is but, so, uh, how about sure. the uh did you see this uh the lady that tried to have tom brady canceled no you didn't see this shit? oh my god well the, yeah. the one who was drunk coming yeah. off the boat yeah okay. so uh he was drunk on their uh boat tour there was boat celebration tour literally in in tampa bay and um so you know he's like he's like every 43 year old dad yeah after a game he goes out and gets drunk once a year to celebrate right he's just like that's typical 43 year old dad stuff right so he takes the lombardi trophy which they were hoisting up and showing all the fans and other boats and on shore and in his boat and there was another boat behind him that had like oh yeah throws it to him and he catches it okay so the um the sculptor who uh was commissioned to create the lombardi trophy his daughter or granddaughter i think it was his daughter that's funny was very very offended on behalf of her entire family oh. and her father's legacy that he would so so cavalierly use his uh white privilege and 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 drunkenly throw and disrespect the Lombardi trophy. Are you kidding me? Has that never seen what hockey players freaking do with the Stanley cup? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like get over yourself, lady. You didn't, first of all, you didn't create the trophy. 
yeah, she's she's basically doing what the that one guy did with the spork. Yeah, like you're riding the coattails of one of your ancestors. Shame the greatest of all time in a desperate attempt to gain relevancy for one day of your life. Yeah. To quote the great American philosopher, Ice Cube, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> By and the way, that, uh, that's absurd. Is it not absurd? Oh, it's yeah, that is funny because it's not it's not even half as bad as what uh, Gronk did a few years before with using it like a baseball bat. Do you remember that? And they actually the the, the no. trophy that we have at the Patriots place uh, actually has a dent in it where he used it as a baseball or Sweet. as a baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But here's to the goat. Here's to uh, seven Super Bowls. Uh, the Tampa Bay Patriots did it. Oh, gosh. Pretty excited about that. Well, it was all Patriots. To, uh, the first two touchdowns were the former Patriots playing ball. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. They made it look like a seven on seven drill. First of all, yeah. You know. And second of all, did you know that Tom Brady, the day he was traded to Tampa Bay, had the term Tampa Bay, yeah, trademarked. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, he sells T-shirts that say Tampa Bay and Tampa Brady. You know, I uh cheers, I'm, Tommy. Cheers, Tommy. I'm just gonna say this too. Brady is the GOAT 100 percent But Mahomes, I will give credit to Mahomes because he literally was the only person on his team. It was a one-man team. He was, I mean, if you see the highlights, he is literally running like 15 yards back, doing he had a backflip spinning. Huh? It wasn't a one-man team. You had to throw it to somebody. Oh, yeah. Kelsey but they had a great game. The t- yeah, Kelsey. Tight ends on both teams had great games. Yeah, yeah. I will say, Kelsey did great. But the thing is, is that. To, to your point, when he was scrambling and he was like half tackled, he's chucking the ball 40 yards sidearm while he's going down and hitting his receivers in the hands and a couple times the, right in the, the helmet. face. Yeah, in the helmet. You got to catch that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to. And that's like, that's what I was saying is like, basically, if you look at it, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey did you have a great game. Catch that. Kelsey it's had a fantastic season. game, but Patrick Mahomes basically was a, a one man army that game. He literally, he had multiple throws where it literally hit the receivers right in the hands or maybe like a little bit further out and they still missed it. Yep. His well, O line is just garbage. Well, that's well, they're missing a left tackle. Oh, I didn't and know that. So they moved the right tackle to left tackle, the uh, left guard to right tackle, and the right guard to left guard, and then the backup right guard played right guard. It was musical linemen. And mm. there's two schools of thought. Like you want one of your best blocker. You want your best blocker to play left tackle. Well, their best blocker went out. Second best blocker is the right tackle. So they moved him the left tackle however the footwork's completely opposite on the left side from the right side so uh, yeah i don't I'd, i would like to think if you kept it simple and you just put the backup left tackle in that might have actually they might have had a yep. little more continuity yep. however yeah. it's just like if why they had such a great pass rush maybe it didn't yep. even matter who you put where 
on that line. Yeah, I mean they had Tyreek, they had Hill covered. Literally, if Hill, if they would have let Hill go, they even said even all the announcers even said like the only way they the Buccaneers really win this is if they contain Hill and basically and just destroy their O line to rush Mahomes because if Mahomes sits in the pocket too long, that's a TD off the bat. Oh, they basically found the formula mm-hmm. for beating the yeah. Chiefs. Oh, yeah. For yeah. containing the Chiefs' offense, I should yeah. say. Yeah, and containing the homes for sure. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be oh, yeah. So, he's a great So at the time of this recording, kids. Yeah. Kids. It's yeah. VD. It's what? It's v- VD, and I don't mean uh, the disease. Yes, it is. It's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. What'd, you, what'd you do for your significant others for Valentine's Day? So I did something special this morning. I made a pot of bottom gun coffee for her. Oh, coffee. That's a gift that keeps giving all morning long. It does. And we drank uh, bottomguncoffee.com like almost, almost two pots of coffee this morning. So that was oh. my gift. You are uh, a scholar and a gentleman and sure. a romantic, apparently. Who knew? Who knew? What about you, Coach Brew? Uh, I'd like to hear from the DFE first. I uh did you give so her we, that eight by ten glossy autograph picture of me that she asked for? Mm. Is that your Valentine's Day gift? Your girlfriend <laughs> digs me. She digs me. No, so I actually I actually made her coffee as well. And so yesterday we actually kind of celebrated Valentine's. Uh so we went to eat and grabbed like we, we you take to, her for uh fine Italian cuisine at Olive Garden. No, we did have Italian cuisine, but not at Olive Garden. Oh. It was this uh, kind of a local shop here in North Carolina. It's cool. It's really cool. It's pretty good. Nice. It's good. Yeah. What, what I you? do. Thanks for asking. Yeah. yeah. What, what did Mrs. Asked. Brew get? So, um, well, Mrs. Brew is the woman's blessed. She gets uh, of course, yeah. she gets all of this all year long. Wow. Like, what more that- could you ask for? Right? Really, that should be the limit. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look at me. My future is so bright. Got to wear shades. Got to wear shades. Absolutely. Parker doesn't even know what that's from. I bet he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Point proven. Hashtag Amish. Uh, so yeah, we celebrated Valentine's early on Friday. My kids, uh, we get take out for the kids and they stayed at home. What we do every Friday evening is uh, my wife comes over here to coach brew HQ and I've got a little like um, mini fridge full of beer and cocktails and, and all different kinds of bourbon wine. I got a little, little mini bar here basically. Nice. And she comes over and we'll just have a happy hour. We'll just hang out and kind of talk about the week. Um, you know, look at the schedule for next week talk about whatever weekend plans we have, like what the kids activities are, what they have planned. Anyway, just kind of break it down, break it down and just uh, recap the week. And it's a lot easier to do when the dogs aren't barking, competing for your attention. The kids aren't interrupting, you know, when you're not at home and then we usually just grab some takeout and go home. So what I did was we got takeout for the kids and I um, brought in some candles uh, red tablecloth, some dishes and wine glasses and silverware, no sporks, 
uh, no Francis's, some silverware from home and got takeout from my wife's favorite restaurant. She got the baked salmon, which I know she loves. And I got a New York strip steak. Nice. And it was delicious. We uh, shared a bottle of wine. Uh, she was very surprised because she thought we were just going to have a drink and go home. And yeah, we just hung out and, and had some dessert. And we had uh, coconut cake from the uh, bakery downstairs from my office. Nice. And it was a nice early Valentine's. And yeah. Nah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, that's how we celebrate it. Wow. Very good. Coach Maybe Bruce style. The, uh, first class hopeless romantic that I am. That's what we did. I love it. That's great. So well, very uh, good. Well, uh, that, technology. that's X factor technology for you. A little Super Bowl discussion, a little discussion about bourbon, young bruisey. We got a lot, a lot of stuff today. So young Ruzy. and we got young Ruzy, and we all know Ruzy, what a Francis is now. And yep. we all know about Bluetooth technology. So it's great, great podcast. And what do we want people to do from here? I mean, obviously, they, I mean, young Ruzi can't do this because, well, she's female, but uh, the other listeners could check their penis. Yeah, we want to. Uh, What's that want... mean, John? Because people just think my mind's in the gutter right now. Yeah, no. What's your P level? That's what we're asking people. Are you a casual listener or are you actively involved? And so there are. We have a number of day one P1 uh, fans that are actively sharing content on the web, whether it's through Twitter, they're going on to our, uh, our YouTube page and they're liking, they're sharing, they're telling all their friends. And those are the kind of fans that we want to have. In fact, those fans have been getting, I don't know, mystery boxes. Uh, what are and, they called? Uh, oh, they're called P1s. They're called P1s, day one P1, P1. fans. Yep. And they're getting, uh, we've been sending out casual, casual? That's not the word I'm looking for. Random. Hardcore fans. Random gifts to our hardcore fans, like bottom one coffee, some day one P1 mugs, lots of merch, some books. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. If you, are, uh, if you are not a day one P1, you got to jump on board, be a P1 fan. What's it mean to be a P1? Yeah, it means that uh, level of penis. You could be a P1, you could be a P2, you could be a P3. What's it mean to be a P1? It's the it's the pinnacle. It's the top. It's the biggest fan. So we You're want like uh, the A list player. It is an A list. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You're recommending us to others. You are um, rating, reviewing five stars. Uh, you are sharing this across your social media platforms. You follow us on social media. You've uh, subscribed and you've uh, touched our bells. You've jingled our bells on the notifications on YouTube. So you know when a new video is coming. That makes you a P1. Oh, oh young Ruzi. Young Ruzi had too much. <laughs> too much. Lakers lark. All right, Ruzi. Um, so that's how you become a P1. You should aspire to be a P1 because we do things for our P1s, you know? When we take this show on the road, our P1s uh, might be able to join us on special field trips, too. Once, uh, probably the 2024 election's over and we're removed from lockdown and we, uh, you know, the mail-in voting has concluded again. The recount has concluded. Like, once 2024 hits, I think, you know, we'll be able to, to tour and do things again, you know? Yep. yep. Bourbon, um, bourbon tour. Yeah, so we're going to broadcast live from the Bourbon Trail. We're going to do some other fun things. And 
we're going to take you on the ride with us. Sweet. So get on board. Got to be a P1. Got to be a P1. Join us. And so and the way you slackers, non-hackers, or self-pityers, those are P3s. Like Correct. we're kind of glad you're here, but you're like the ant on the elephant's butt. You know, you need to elevate your status. Yep. Don't just be along for the ride, freeloading. Exactly. P1. P1, baby. That's what we're looking for. Ring our bells, push our buttons, touch us in all the right places on uh, YouTube and iTunes, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All the links are in the comments, like, in the description. Share. Yeah. Tell your um, friends. I mean, this is like, you got what you paid for this. You got yes. exactly, actually, we over delivered. You got more than you paid for here. So just do your part. Do your part. Yeah. Share it up. Yep. All right. Thanks. That's a wrap. We'll That's catch you wrap. next time. This fabulous episode has been brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. Bottom Gun Coffee.